0: You're listening to The Mind, your business podcast, episode number one. Today, we're talking all about what the heck is this podcast, why did I start it, and how can you get the most out of these episodes? So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 800,000 downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mind Your Business Podcast. I am your host, James Wedmore and I want to thank you so much for being here. This is the first episode and this is the episode for those who are just diving in to the show. So if that is you, welcome. In this episode, I'm going to you know share a little bit about my journey, who I am, why the heck you should be listening to me. Some of the most relevant and important things that as entrepreneurs and business owners, we must be paying attention to. We must be learning and mastering. And most people are not talking about them, at least not in the business area. So I've got a lot of important stuff to cover. And I will say that I'm actually redoing this episode, which is really exciting. You know, episode one is normally the first episode you ever do, which usually makes it the worst episode. And I did. I I listened to it and I was like, oh boy, it's time for a redo. (laughs) A makeover. And I've come a long way with this podcast. So it started in January of 2016. So at the time of this recording, it's, you know, almost two years. And there was about two years before this, before 2016, that I had this massive desire, this just compelling urge to create this podcast and the message that I share. So here we are. This is it. The whole premise of this podcast is rather simple. Well, I actually have a lot of premises, but the core premise is really simple. That your effort is not attached to the money that you make, the revenue that you generate, or the success that you have. And it's time to break that link, that attachment, that belief and that is going to go against a lot of people's, quote unquote, I'm putting in air quotes, common sense. That your effort team is not directly correlated to success. Now, what does that mean and why is this important? Well, the first piece is that I've seen a lot of these influential entrepreneurs who, when everyone asks, what's the secret to success... They kind of just come back and say, you got to do it, do the work, take massive action, hustle, 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 right? You hear all this stuff. And if it were as simple as that, how come everyone isn't multimillionaires? And you say, well, James, because they don't have the discipline yet. And I say, well, that is a pretty good argument. But I know a lot of people with fantastic discipline who are working their tail off and they're not seeing results. They're even doing the right things and working their tail off. So there's something else at play, and we're going to get into that. What I like to look at is what's beneath the surface of the iceberg. On the surface, you might look at these people and say, oh, look at that guy hustle, man. He works his tail off. That's why he earned it. He deserves it. He sacrificed so much. He deserves it. There is no one out there, even if this contradicts any religious beliefs you have, that's, I totally understand, but there is no one out there waiting for you to be deserving enough of what you want, and then they'll give it to you. One of the concepts we'll get into is how deserving you are right now for everything that you want. We play this game, and we run this tape that we're not worthy or not deserving yet, but if we effort enough, then one day we will be. And then, of course, that leads us down a slippery slope because we never determined what the metric was for when, how much effort we've put out there that, ah, now I deserve it. So you don't even know when you've deserved this thing, right? So there's a lot of screwy stuff that goes on in our brains. And I think a big part of it has to do that we have been ingrained our entire lives to be a good student and a good employee. You're taught from as early as you can remember to follow directions to stay in line to do what you're told to ask permission for everything so we've gotten really good at that and what you have to realize is that entrepreneurship is everything but that and so if our entire lives we've created a set of beliefs and habits ways of beings that sets us up as an employee as a student and now when asked or compelled to start a business or grow a business or lead a team, we're not operating with the right set of software or hardware. We're not operating with the right sets of beliefs and values that correlate to the right actions we need to take. So we're taking a lot of actions, but they're the wrong actions and we need to look at why. So you're starting to hopefully see an inkling into why I started this podcast. There's a lot of business podcasts out there. And there's a lot of great ones. And they're going to talk about the actions and behaviors to take. The strategies. The steps. The actions. Okay? And I'm going to, you know, recommend you go listen to those. This podcast will not be that. There will rarely be some strategic plan. Even though that's something I'm really good at. And that's something I teach in my courses. That's not what this podcast is. This is the podcast that becomes the liaison in your mind between that plan and you. How do you master the ability to look at someone's plan, someone's seven-step strategy, someone's course, someone's training, take that information in and actually put it into the right type of actions that get you results. And so in a lot of ways, this comes down to the realm of performance, this comes to the adopting the right sets of beliefs that allow you to step into more abundance and step out of this survival hustle mode, or you work hard because you're afraid that tomorrow it's going to all collapse. You work hard because you're afraid of what will happen if you stop working. That stops now. If you are looking for a better way to run your life, a better way to create your life, and your business, this podcast will help. And I'm saying this after creating over 115 episodes where we've talked about everything from manifesting to limiting beliefs to managing your emotions and improving your relationship with money, communication, partnerships, and so much more. We have to be able to look at this. Look, entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. You've heard that. So how do we manage the ups and downs? How do we make less downs that are so steep and have more ups? And that's the intention of this podcast. So I hope you'll stay with me. I hope you'll be coachable. I hope you'll be willing to try on different things that are going to be so opposite to what we have been taught. We have to start to accept that maybe everything we learned in school, maybe everything we learned from our environment, even our parents and our mentors and our teachers, doesn't necessarily apply to entrepreneurship. You know, the people around us, our mentors were very well-intentioned, but a lot of times they're not sharing information, tips and advice that's conducive to building something that's never been built before creating something that's never been created, taking a risk and believing in yourself. And so it's time to be open and to be coachable to something new. So that sounds good, hopefully, but why should you be listening to me? Well, first off, you won't just be listening to me. I've brought on and will continue to bring on a lot of experts in various different fields, fields such as spiritual advisors and practitioners to NLP practitioners and performance experts and people who have done all kinds of interesting things like meditation and feng shui and psychologists and therapists and hypnotists, clinical hypnotherapists. Fascinating, fascinating topics that can help us improve our performance, can help us to improve our peace of mind, to make us happier and wealthier. But you're also gonna be learning a lot from me because this is various topics that I've been obsessed with for so long and it's time you become obsessed with them as well because what you discover really early on with entrepreneurship is that your business is only as good as your worst day. If you have an off day, if you wake up one day and you're like, man, I'm just having a bad day. You know, when you're at work, you have a job, you find a way to survive. You find a way to get by. You grin and bear it. You can't do that. When you own your own business, when you have a team that you're managing and leading, when you have customers that you are attracting, when you have marketing that you're doing, and when you have clients that you're serving, you can't afford to just be at the whim of your emotions, just like we're at the whim to the weather, right? It's rainy outside and I forgot my umbrella. I'm cranky today. I'm just going to, this is just my day, right? We have to create emotional and mental mastery in our lives, And this will show you how to do that because that's something I've been very obsessed with now. So here's the deal. I came up with my first business idea, online business idea. Well, I've had several businesses as a kid growing up as long as I could remember from selling, (laughs) stealing, not necessarily stealing, but finding golf balls in the bushes and in lakes at golf courses and just selling them back to golfers when I was a kid to lemonade stands and all that type of stuff. Now, by the time I was in high school, I was 15 years old and I started a business on eBay. Now eBay at the time, this is 1998, eBay was brand spanking new, and I stumbled upon this site and I started selling vintage motorcycles on there. And by the time I was 15, 16, and all the way through high school, I was making between one to $2,000 a week as a high school kid. I was probably, even though I went to a school with a lot of affluent kids, I was probably the richest kid based on earning potential of my own interest, right? So basically what I was doing is my dad was taking me in our family minivan to people who are selling these old bikes. I found a niche. These were old Honda mini trails from the 1960s and 1970s. And I learned everything there is about these things. And I'd go find them in the paper for sale, the broken ones, the ones that people had given up on and they just wanted to clear out their garage. And I was buying these things for three to $500. And because I live in Southern California... We have really good weather, so it doesn't snow, it barely rains, so a lot of these were preserved really, really well, but they were broken, but I knew how to fix them, and I would buy them for a couple hundred bucks, I acted like a dumb, innocent kid, and I'd I'd take them home, a lot of times I could completely restore them within a week, and I would flip them for about $2,000 a piece. Now, if they were unrepairable, or I didn't really want to spend the time, like it was too much opportunity cost... What I would do is I would completely pull them apart and sell each piece individually and I would make about the same amount of money like 2 to 3 grand if I parted them out. So that was my first venture on the internet was I had an online garage store. I was just selling parts and motorcycles. I did that all throughout high school. It was a blast. I ran into inventory problems. I couldn't get enough bikes. I was getting about two bikes a week and it wasn't enough. I wanted more. So I started going to garage sales and buying stuff there. And that kind of funded me through college as well. And what's so funny is I had a friend who was considered one of my best friends at the time. And he said something to me while we were in college because we were roommates. You know, Fast forward to this college dorm scene. And I had, our room was filled with stuff. Because I was buying it on the weekends and then selling it during the week. Like everything from like, I had the most random stuff, like old Legos to a gun safe. Yeah, I sold like a gun safe once, And antiques and collectibles. I was finding them cheap, selling them high on eBay. And my good friend said to me, he says, when are you going to give this up and get a real job? And it was so fascinating to me because I was so embarrassed. I didn't realize until later how supportive my parents were to me. And I realized that we don't all have that luxury. My parents didn't know what the heck I was doing and they didn't know how they could help, but they always encouraged it. And I remember my dad would always say like, anytime I came with a problem, like, I can't figure this out or this isn't working. And he'd be like, well, there's going to be a great lesson in here for you. And this is great experience. So just keep doing it. And then I get to college and my roommate and my good friend sees this just crap all over the floor because <laughs> I had no storage. I had no warehouse to put all this inventory. And he started calling me a pack rat and he said, when are you going to give up this and get a real job? And that's exactly what I did. I stopped doing it because I was so embarrassed. I felt like maybe there's no pride in this. Maybe there's no respect in what I'm doing. And I got a job I got a job as a bartender and I got the job as a bartender because I know I was born an entrepreneur And part of, I think, what we like about the entrepreneur-ness is the potential. Potential and possibilities gets us really excited, right? We're not limited by a salary. We're not limited by time or hours in a day. In fact, we're willing to do what others won't so that we can experience, have, and create what others can't, right? We can all agree on that if we're all entrepreneurs. And so at least as a bartender... I got excited about the possibility that if I got really good at bartending, I could increase my earning potential through tips. So I became a bartender and I decided how, you know, if I'm going to make more tips, I got to provide more value at my bar. So I started learning a little bit about effective communication because I am the nerdy, awkward introvert to my core, especially back then. That's what drew me to the Internet that I didn't have to talk to people. I was like, because that's going to be awful. That's going to go bad. But as a bartender, I noticed people came to you. So I learned how to listen. I learned how to smile. I learned how to use body language. I learned how to give them what they want and tell them a joke and make them smile, make them laugh. And I learned so much in this position. But I was rewarded for my performance. Then I said, how can I go further? And believe it or not, I started learning something called flair. Flare bartending where you can flip the bottles, you can juggle the limes and catch things on a toothpick and like ridiculous stuff. And if you do a Google search, you will find James Wedmore flare bartending. There's actual physical proof that I used to do this. And every once in a while, I still do it. You know, if you're lucky, you'll see me do it, but (laughs) I don't, I don't really much anymore. So I was looking for ways to increase my earning potential, but even then I was still a bad employee and eventually I was fired. So what I did is I went out on my own to create my own bartending business. And I called myself a mobile mixologist. Now, there's, this is years ago. This is like 12 years ago. So I'm going to really abridge a long story here to get to some of the more relevant recent points. But in order to go out of my own business, I realized that I needed to not just be a great bartender, but I needed to be a great marketer. And that's the first lesson in distinction when you step into entrepreneurship is that you have to be great at your craft. You have to be great at the thing that provides value, but you also have to be great at marketing. How are people going to find you? And back in 2006, 2005, I discovered that if I could build a little website and use a little SEO, I could get ranked for Orange County, California bartender or Newport Beach bartender. And then it happened and my little website got ranked up at the top of Google, and my phone was ringing off the hook. Fast forward about two years later, I had a staff of 15 bartenders, cocktail waitresses. I had deals set up with ice sculpturists. We were doing bar rentals and catering and all this stuff, and I was serving from San Diego all the way to just north of Los Angeles, like Thousand Oaks area. We were booked out solid every single weekend. But that's what the entrepreneur does, right? They grow and they evolve the business. And I realized that that was just the first iteration. Even back then, I said, this isn't enough. There's not enough leverage here. I still have to go to these bars and the weddings and events and bartend. What's the next step? And in November of 2007, man, that's so crazy. So that's now 10 years ago. Now, the idea popped in my head. And I went to my dad. I was still living at home because I was making money. It just wasn't that great of money. And I went to my dad and I told him, I said, I bet you. (laughs) He didn't didn't really care. He's like, okay, whatever you want to say. But I said, I bet you, dad, that I can make more money teaching others how to bartend than I actually do bartending. And that night, it was right before Thanksgiving, my dad was like, okay, that sounds good. (laughs) That night, I came up with Bartend for Profit, my online bartending school, Six months later, I learned everything about online marketing and how to create digital products and sell stuff on the internet other than just like motorcycle parts on eBay. And I made my first sale on April 18th, 2008 for $200. It was life-changing because when you can get that one person to pull up their credit card and purchase from you anywhere in the world, somewhere else, you have proof. Because if you can get one, you can get two. That started a journey for me. However, that was 2007, and I still struggled a lot. I found myself really capped, like plateauing really early. And my whole mindset was, I'm smart enough, and I'm working hard enough. I will get this. I will become one of those internet millionaires. I'm smart enough, and I'm willing to do the work. And I'm going to be straight up honest, because this is the source of why this podcast exists today. I am really smart, and I do have a great work ethic. And nothing was working. It was not working. Sure, I got sales. You know, I'd get a a sale like once or twice a week. But I couldn't, you know, really live on, you know, $1,000, $2,000 a month or less in total revenue when you have expenses, right? So I was still living in my parents' basement. And I remember how frustrated I used to get. You guys, so much frustration. I have vivid memories of banging my keyboard and breaking keys. Smashing it with my fist. And a lot of people who meet me today, they're like, there's no way that that was you. Like, just angry, like punching walls, cussing, and so upset. And I remember going out at night just to get out of my room and looking up at the stars. And I would have screamed. I would have screamed, but I didn't want to freak out my parents or my neighbors. So I just stood there and screamed in silence. And the only thing that gave me a little bit of solace in that moment, I said, at least I'll have a good story I can tell one day. You know, I have a screenwriting background. I went to film school, one of the top 10 film schools in the country, and I learned a lot about screenwriting. And did you know that every page of a screenplay has to have conflict in it? Every great story has conflict. That's what makes a story. And the only thing that gave me a little solace in that moment was, well, here's my conflict. (laughs) It's going to make for a great story one day. And it gave me a little bit of hope. But it still took a lot of time before things turned around. Because what I was trying to do was solve the problem with logic and effort. And as you will discover as you go on this journey with me, that effort really has nothing to do, it is not directly correlated to success, to money. Yet, we've all been taught that. You're probably listening to me right now and saying, what? Are, no. no, <laughs> False. Stay with me. Stay open. And stay coachable. And so, what happened next is I went down a path of, I guess, what you would perhaps call a spiritual awakening. It's not so like this profound where I hit this rock bottom or anything. But the short version of this story and this chapter in my life was that I ran into a good friend from college. So I'd been out of college for a few years, and this individual, she was completely different when I ran into her. I couldn't even recognize her. She just had this sense of peace about her, this sense of, like, infinite confidence and trust and knowingness. And that's not how I had experienced her in college. So I was like, you know, at this point, I'd been reading a book... Or two, like Think and Grow Rich and four hour work week. So, you know, you're kind of starting to get immersed in personal development. I was like, What are you taking? What book did you read? And she goes, Actually, I've been working with this spiritual healer. And she started doing healings on me and teaching me some things like meditation and mindfulness and energy work. And she had a, she actually was working on it with a friend and they did a healing on me. And at the end, they both agreed. They said, You need to see this spiritual healer that we've been training under. I know it sounds like a crazy cult guys. I promise you it's not. I didn't, I think there's no Kool-Aid to drink. All right. I'm still here anyway. So I went and for the next, I would say about three years, I worked with this individual and I saw firsthand miracles happen. Now, what you have to understand is that at that time I was the most left brain, logical, negative naysayer, like if you take me back to high school time, I was basically an atheist. I was, you know, just everything was black and white to me. There was none of this stuff. I had very, there was this very small open mindedness left in me at that at that point. I mean, that's just that was just like how I was default. I don't know. And so I came into this world very skeptical, working with this healer and under learning new principles and concepts. But I at least approached it like a scientist, and you should be doing the same thing yourself. Every good scientist looks for evidence. They take a hypothesis, they take a theory, and they test it. So many people look at what someone else says, and then they immediately reject it because it threatens them on some level. And some of the stuff I might be saying and will say will threaten you because if something's not working in your life, we need to be open to the possibility of receiving new information. If everything's working awesome and there's zero complaints, fantastic, right? But I definitely had a lot of stuff in my life that wasn't working. I was so impatient. I was so frustrated. I was so scared. I'd committed. I'd made the decision. I'm going to do this. I'm going to build this business. This is my life. I was a good start, but I was still missing something. I was missing a lot. This is what we call the really, I mean, the cheap, (laughs) like simplistic version is this is your inner game. There's a concept we'll be talking about, as within, so without, which is, One of the biggest things I learned from my training with this individual in this healing community, as within, so without, that the external world around us, your business, your relationships, everything you experience is simply a reflection of what's going on from within. So when we can start to look at that and shift your emotions, your thoughts, the way in which you see the world, the things around you will change. And that's not just some cheesy, cliche Instagram quote. I approached this like a scientist, and I saw profound miracles. Even just going through the training and the sessions with this individual, I would see spikes in revenue. All of a sudden, Boom, money was in my bank account. And I was like, what is going on here? I've been struggling for months. I didn't do anything else different. I haven't done, I, I haven't even been working as much. And all of a sudden, I just added another $2,000 to my bank account. And I remember telling these stories to this woman, and she would just smile at me, not surprised at all. So this sent me down a deep, deep journey that I'm still on, down the rabbit hole of spirituality, of you know, mindfulness of performance, mindset, all of that stuff. And if you're an entrepreneur, this must become something that you're fascinated with because I realized today that there are three areas that you must master. If you want to build a thriving, successful business, first, you must master your area of expertise. The thing that you do, like for me at the time, back way back then was bartending. Then I transitioned into video, right? You must master your expertise then you must master marketing. So there's a ton of podcasts on marketing. But there's a third area that no one really talks about. And this is just the area of self. You must learn to become both the student and the teacher. You must be able to have a level of self-awareness and mindfulness to look at what's working, what's not. Why are you choosing the thoughts that you're choosing? Why are you making the decisions, the actions, and the behaviors that you're making and adjust accordingly? We have to master ourselves, And that's what this podcast is all about. Now, I didn't want to come out of this, what we call the spiritual woo-woo closet until I was successful in my own right. So back in 2014, after a few years of building up a business teaching video, because that was really my true passion, I went to film school, I tripled my revenue in one year and hit just over like $1.1, $1.2 million in 2014. And today... That was actually kind of like the secret goal I had actually in my mind was I will start talking about this stuff, the stuff that no one's talking about that it really takes to be successful. I'll start talking about this once I have a million dollar year, once I'm a seven figure business. Those are just stupid little rules and milestones that we make up. But hey, I did it, whatever. Today, you know, that was just a couple years ago. But this year we're on track to do over three million dollars in revenue and things have been good. (laughs) Things have been really good. They keep expanding and unfolding for me. And the biggest thing I can say is that everything I talk about on these episodes are things that I'm practicing. I'm not perfect. I'm not a master. I'm not, you know, the expert. There's a lot of people I'll bring on that are, but I am a student to all of this. I'm a student to life. I'm a student to myself. And when I find things that are working, I integrate them into my daily habits and practices and I share them with you guys. And as I look back after recording 110 episodes and we've talked about some out there concepts, we really have, I still come back and realize that these things, this inner game, this stuff under the surface of the iceberg, this mindset stuff has made all the difference for me. And I've had so many listeners reach out in person at our live events via email via comments via reviews telling me how transformative this content has been for them because they learned marketing they learned the strategy they learned how to do a webinar but they hadn't mastered their own inner game and that's what we're going to do together so if this is the first episode thank you again for checking out the mind your business podcast man, it's up to you what you want to do from here. You can just continue down the line, listen to the episodes in order, or you can scroll through and see which episode inspires you. There's a lot of different topics to choose from. Make sure you do subscribe to the podcast. I do episodes, at least one episode every single week. And looking now at my schedule, I have some incredible interviews that I've just done that are in the can. I've batched out for like two months, which is really nice. And I've got a lot of interviews scheduled in the near future, things you're not going to want to miss. So make sure you go to iTunes, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Sometimes I do some sneaky bonus episodes that just surprise my listeners. You're going to want to listen to those as well. And hopefully after you listen to a few episodes, if you've really received some value, you'll leave a review on iTunes. That really helps get the podcast out to more people. This started as a passion project for me more like part of my purpose. I've always known, not always, but for several years now, I've known that it's part of my job to push the boundaries and limits of a lot of these spiritual conversations that seem wacky and crazy to business owners and get that out there to the masses. And hopefully I can show people how to blend both the masculine and the feminine the left brain and the right brain, the analytical, the logical, the linear, the strategy and the creative, the openness, the receptiveness and the abundance. And I think I've done a pretty darn good job on this podcast with that. But I'll let you be the judge of that. So thank you again so much for tuning into this first episode. I am so excited for you to dive in and get to work listening to these episodes and make sure to give me your feedback so I know how it's going. I'm James Wedmore, and I'll see you in the next episode. Take care. For 10 years now, I've made my living selling digital courses, membership subscriptions, and group coaching. I've been able to make millions of dollars, yet even better, I've been able to help thousands upon thousands of students with my training. Yet I've never taught my system on how to actually get started, how to choose the right niche, the right product, the right tools, and the right plan. Until now. The information marketing industry is booming now more than ever. And if you've been sitting on the sidelines, waiting to get in, now is your time. For the next eight weeks, I'm gonna be delivering a brand new training course, live showing exactly how to get started and get profitable even if you have no list no product or no idea and the best part is it's 100 percent free all you have to do is request an invite to my private facebook group Every week, I'll broadcast a live, in-depth training with homework, action items, and of course, Q&A. So to request access to my private group now and join the training absolutely free, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. That's www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. And I'll see you there.